Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations, and nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver, there's danger on the trail ahead. I am the rising sun climbed over the ragged peaks of Chimney Range and flooded every corner of the valley with light. Like a giant broom, it swept purple shadows away and melted the morning haze. It outlined the bleak foothills where tiny puffs of gray smoke rose from the iron stacks of smelters and ore cars crawled along narrow-gauge tracks. On the opposite side of Rainbow Valley... A horseman galloped at top speed along a winding mountain trail. It was quite apparent that he was oblivious to the beauty of a western sunrise, and that he was intent upon reaching the town of Bristow as soon as possible. In fact, the horseman's mind was so preoccupied with thoughts of his destination that he failed to note the trail over which he was passing. That was a mistake. Because suddenly, as he rounded a hairpin turn, overlooking a steep precipice, he sensed rather than saw the slender wire that was stretched taut between two boulders on either side of the trail. He tried to check the headlong speed of his horse, but it was too late. The wire caught the animal's forelegs, and in a fraction of a second, both horse and rider were hurled into space. Ready, man! 
few moments later, a powerful white stallion and a paint carried their riders along the floor of Rainbow Valley. Astride the stallion, there rode a lean-hipped, broad-shouldered man who wore a black mask. His companion was a stoic-faced Indian whose restless eyes scanned the trail ahead. It was the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Kemosabe, what that side trail? Where, Tonto? Ahead by Cottonwood. Oh, yes, I see what you mean. Come on, Silver. Head him up, Scout. Oh, oh, Silver, oh, Scout. Oh, Tonto. It's a man, Tonto. And a horse. They're both dead. Let me see. Hmm. A broken neck. He hasn't been dead very long. Ah. Strange that he should have... He must have See that trail up high there. Him fall. That's right. There is a trail up there. His horse must have slipped. It's mountain trail and plenty steep. Yes, but it's unusual for a horse to... I wonder who this man is. Maybe there are papers or... Here, a letter. It's not sealed. A paper tell man's name? Yes, Tonto, it does. It's signed by the governor of the state. Listen. Mr. R.C. Colvin, Bristow. Here, Mr. Colvin. In answer to your recent and urgent request for additional law enforcement officers in your territory, I am sending the bearer of this letter, Mr. John Bart. Mr. Bart is a United States deputy marshal, and I'm sure he'll be able to track down the cattle thieves you speak of. Sincerely yours. Him lawman, huh? Yes, Tonto. A lawman who has been accidentally killed on his way to an important job. And what we do? First, we'll take the body back to the last town we came through. On that plenty far. One day's ride. And we'll come back here and go on to Bristow. Mr. Colvin, the man to whom this letter is addressed, is evidently having trouble with cattle rustlers. We may be able to help. The Lone Ranger and Tonto returned east with the body of John Bart. That night, they rested their horses and slept in preparation for the long trip back to Bristow. At the same time, in the Rainbow Valley Ranch House of Frank Clemens, a special meeting had been called. Well, ma'am? Right. Let Mr. Coven talk. I guess all of you know why we're here at Frank Clemens' place. He's got a herd grazing in the north end of the valley. He wants to get it into Bristow. That right, Frank? I figure we can help each other. What Frank means is this, boys. The only way to beat these rustlers who are robbing us blind is to gang up the same way they do. Tonight, we'll take Frank's cattle into town. Tomorrow night, we'll help Sam Tanner or any of the rest of you. That plan all right with you, Sheriff? It was me who suggested it. How about the rest of you? Say, Frank, where's Brad Wilson? Brad, he's around someplace. Must be out on the porch talking to Barbara. Well, this is a fine time to be sparking. Call him in. That'll do anything the rest of us agree to. That isn't a point. He's a ranch owner here in the valley. Call him in. Uh, Colvin, don't get on your high horse just because Brad's talking to Barbara. You asked me to take charge of this meeting. Call him. Well, if it'll make you feel any better. Hey, Brad. Hey, yes, all you just know, Barbara, my daughter. Of course they do. I know everybody, Paul. Hey, hello, Howdy, fellas. Hello, Colvin. You hear anything? Yes. I heard you weren't riding the border today. I told you I didn't think it was necessary. I can't jump every time you crack a whip. You weren't on your ranch today. Suppose I take that as meaning you went across the border to tip off the rustlers about what we're doing tonight. Suppose you do. I'll pound the lion thought right back in your head. You're running off all the time. Looks mighty queer. Sometimes looks are deceiving. Are we going to move my herd tonight, or do the rest of us have to stand here and listen to you two argue? Let's cut it out. Yeah, let's get down to business. I'd sure like to know how them rustlers are covering things up across the border. You can follow the trail a ways, and it just vanishes into thin air. You ought to have some ideas, Sheriff. I'm doing the best I can. 
I ain't got no jurisdiction across the line, you know. Which isn't doing us any good. Well, let's go through with our original plan. We move one herd out every night. If wrestlers show up, we're all together. We'll be ready for them. I'm all for it. Everybody here has lost plenty of beef. Must be five or six thousand head hit across the border someplace. None of them left the country because they've checked every shipping point. Well, how about moving? We won't move any cattle or find any rustlers while we sit around here. You seem to find it pretty comfortable sitting on the porch. Why, no, stop it. We've got work to do. Personally, I'm in favor of waiting till the United States deputy gets here. You men asked me to send for him, so let's wait till he comes. A deputy won't have no more jurisdiction over the border than the sheriff has. Then he'll have to get it. There's something mighty strange going on. No sooner is gold discovered here in Chimney Range than wrestling starts in the valley. The two things tie together some way. Well, funny you ain't heard nothing from that deputy, Colvin. When did you write to the governor? Two weeks ago. He's had plenty of time. Yeah, it's past midnight now. We'll never get my herd over to Bristol. Oh, come on. All right, Frank. If you insist. Come on, Barbara. We'll ride ahead. As soon as I get my coat. No, Barbara. I don't want you to go. Why not, Paul? Something might happen to you. I'll watch out for him, Mr. Clemens. No, Barbara. You stay here. We'll be back soon. Oh, Paul. I think your father's right. Who asked you for an opinion? Very well. I'll stay here. Come on. We're wasting time. Which way do we head? Let Frank lead off. I'll come back here with your paw, Barbara. Please do, Brad. And be careful. All right, Wilson. We're waiting for you. Shut up. I'm coming. Under a tawny moon that hung like a copper disc in the sky, giving off little light, the mounted ranchman headed for the north end of Rainbow Valley. The nine-mile ride was made in silence. Finally, they approached a large clearing where a vast herd of cattle was faintly outlined in the dim light. Frank Clemens, at the head of the cavalcade, called a halt. Oh, 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 oh. No rustlers around here, Frank. We should be sure of it. What do you want us to do? Red, you and I take the right and left point. Sheriff, you and Colvin take the swings, while the rest of the boys take the drag. That all right? Yeah, that's all right. right. Now keep it as quiet as you can. Remember, a steer's a mighty nervous critter. Maybe we ought to scout around first, Mr. Clemens. I haven't got time, Brad. Now take it easy. On your way, boys. All right, Brad. Get up there. Get up. You know, Mr. Clemens, I've got a hunch that maybe... Hey, what the... Bristlers. Trying to stampede the herd. We've got to stop them. Come on. Watch out, Mr. Clemens. What do you mean? Oh, 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 it's Mr. Clemens. He's been shot. Hurt bad? Yeah. He's dead. A few hours later, just as the sun again topped the peaks of Chimney Range, the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode into the northern end of Rainbow Valley. As they dipped into a shallow ravine that crossed the main trail, they were startled by the sound of a rifle shot that cracked sharply and ricocheted on a stone behind them. Got a posse of six men covering you, so don't try any tricks. Do what he says, Tonto. Do we see what this is all about? Uh. Outlaws, huh? I figured as much. We're not outlaws. As the sheriff of Bristow County, I'd say you were. That mask you're wearing was all the evidence I need. You're under arrest. Who do you think we are? A couple of rustlers from the other side of the border. Well, you're mistaken, Sheriff. I don't think so. Close in, boys. We'll ride herd on these jaspers till we get back to town. I'm looking for a man named R.C. Colvin. You know him? Maybe. What do you want to see Colvin about? I'd rather not answer that question. Eh, you might change your mind once you're in jail. Is the jail in Bristow? What of it? We were on our way there anyway. Sure. You can see the town from behind bars.
How do you and your ancient part like it? Will you take a message for me to Mr. Colvin? I don't run errands for outlaws. Aren't we entitled to a legal trial? We ain't got no use for hombres like you in this state. So when one of you wanders in, we ship you right out, pronto. Ship us out? Yeah, by boxcar. It's quicker that way. Oh, I see. And uh, when do we leave? As soon as I talk to the judge. I'll be right back. Hello. When he comes back, I'll try to make a break. Ah. But I want you to stay here. Why Tonto stay? Did you notice? When he brought us back here, we passed three other cells. Uh, Longman had plenty of prisoners. Yes, there must be 12 or 14 men in those cells. Bristol, bad town. No, it doesn't make sense. Unless there's been a riot or something like that. Uh, Tonto not savvy. And there's something strange about a sheriff who collects prisoners and ships them out of the country by boxcar. How me help now, when he comes back here, he may let us go out to be transferred to the boxcar he spoke about. Uh-huh. If we get a chance, I'll give you a signal and you tackle him. Don't to do it. Try to find out where he ships the prisoners. Don't savvy. Then get back here to Bristol somewhere because... Wait. Here he comes. Well, the sentence was short and sweet for you two hombres. What sentence? Just had a little talk with the judge. Says to send both of you away, pronto. Where are we going? Out of the county. Told you before we don't have no use for vomins like you and Bristow. Well, uh, are the other prisoners going to? The whole pack here. Well, I guess we can't help ourselves, Tonto. Uh, I'll say you can't. Uh, my gun. <laughs> well, we'll keep them, stranger. Just to remember you by. Now walk out here. I'll put the cuffs on you. Can I talk to the judge? All right, Tonto. Hey, what are you trying? Hold him, Tonto. Hold him. Locked, but I can. There, Silver! Steady, boys, steady. Come on, Silver! curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. daring jailbreak and escape from the flying lead of the sheriff's guns, he circled the town, throwing off the few men who had pursued him. Then he returned and searched several hours for the home of R.C. Colvin. Finally, he found it and knocked on the door. Come in. Mr. Colvin. 
Why, yes, but... Mask man, who are you? My name isn't important. I'm here because you wrote to the governor asking help against cattle rustlers. Yes, I did. And you're a deputy marshal? I'm here to help. I've never heard of a deputy wearing a mask before, but you... uh, your guns, your holsters are empty. I had a little trouble with your sheriff. He arrested me for an outlaw. Oh, jail, huh? <laughs> well, it's too bad. I'll see that you get your guns back. Oh, thanks. What do you know about the rustlers? Very little. They're stealing cattle every night. Last night, they killed one of the ranchers, Frank Clemens. Any idea who's behind it? Not the slightest. Several of the ranchers have had all their herds stolen and had to leave the valley. I'd like to talk to some of them who are still here. Good idea. We're having a meeting tonight in my office up at the mine. You come along. The mine? Yes. You see, when the gold rush hit the valley, I staked out a mine up on Chimney Range. I divide my time between there and my ranch. I see. Come on. We might as well go up there now. Masked man, accompanied by Mr. Colvin, picked up his guns at the sheriff's office, even though the lawman was nowhere to be seen. Then they mounted their horses, and Colvin led the way toward Chimney Range. As they approached it, the Lone Ranger noticed many lights along the face of the mountain, and there were jagged scars where roadbeds for ore cars had been cut. Colvin led the way to a set of tracks where a sleepy-eyed mule was hitched to an ore car. Might as well leave our horses here and ride this ore car. It's easier. Steady, big fella. Hey, here, Silver. Wait for me. What'd you say? Oh, I was talking to my horse. Talking to you? Huh? <laughs> well, you're certainly one of the oddest deputy marshals I've ever seen. <laughs> well, here we are. Climb in. <laughs> All right, donkey. Get along. <laughs> ride up chimney range was slow and tiresome, but they finally reached a plateau high above the valley floor where a gaping hole had been cut into the mountain. Beside the entrance, there stood a small wooden shack. Oh, over there. Well, this is the mine. I see lights in the office. Ranchers must be waiting for us. Do you take much gold out of this mine, Mr. Colvin? Oh, not much. I operate it more for amusement than anything else. Well, here's the office. Evening, boys. I brought a visitor. Oh, don't worry about the mask. He assures me he's here to help us. Well, well that's the hombre. Yes, that... I know. You had him in jail. You should have known better. But Colvin... Quiet. I... This is Sam Tanner. Howdy. You, Barrett? Howdy. Brad Wilson? Hello. The young lady is Miss Barbara Clemens. How do you do? Oh, it was your father, Miss Clemens, who was... Killed by the rustlers. Yes. So far, we've done nothing about it. No, wait a minute, Wilson. That's what this meeting's for. Meetings don't do any good. Have you any better idea? Yes. I think this rustling and murder's an inside job. It comes from inside the valley, not over the border. And I think you know more about it than you're telling. Why, you... Just a minute. You'll never accomplish anything that way. We'll never accomplish anything here. And I, for one, am leaving. Oh, Brad, please don't. You want to stay here, Barbara? Of course she does. We're trying to find the man who killed her father. I don't think you'll ever find anything. Good night. Oh, wait a minute. I'm going with you. you insist on leaving, take the ore car down the valley level. Brad! Why did you leave? You're going down the mountain with me. We take this handbrake car. Will you answer my question? No, I won't. No. Here we go. No, I won't answer your question until we get down to the valley. I see. You mind pushing on that handle? It's a brake. Oh, not at all. What's wrong? Why, it's broken. Then this thing's running wild. We haven't got a chance. It'll never stay on the track. There's only one thing to do. What do you mean? Jump before it hits the next curve. All right, but... Now, jump! Yep. <laughs> 
he leaped from the runaway ore car, the Lone Ranger felt himself falling through space. He turned over several times and landed with stunning force on hard-packed earth. Brush and undergrowth tore at his hands and face. His head banged against a rock and he was knocked unconscious. The next thing he knew, he was lying in the middle of a large four-poster bed. And as he opened his eyes, he felt a cool cloth pressed to his forehead. You feel better now? Yes. You're very kind. I've been worried about you. How long have I been here? Two days. This is the morning of the third day. And uh, Brad, the boy who was with me when we jumped from that car. Brad's fall wasn't as bad as yours. He rode out this morning toward town. He's gone? He was just as anxious to get away from here as he was up at the mine office. I'm afraid you'll have to talk with him some other time. I'll find him. One more question. Yes? Even though I've been unconscious for three days and you've taken care of me, you haven't removed the mask I'm wearing. Why? I've asked myself that same question. I think the reason I haven't tried to see your face is because your horse is waiting for you right outside the door. It's a white horse, almost silver. And the bullets in your gun belt, they're silver, too. Then you know I'm not really a deputy marshal. I'm thankful and grateful. If anybody can help us here in the valley, it's you. Who do you think is responsible for all of the trouble? Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I can't help but believe that Brad knows more than he's telling. But then, if he really has anything to do with it, I... I don't jump to conclusions. Personally, I think Brad's all right. Do you really? And I think you'd make him an ideal wife. Will you get silver for me? Of course. I'll have to hurry. There's a lot to be done. As the Lone Ranger rode toward the town of Bristow, he kept a sharp lookout for his Indian friend, Tonto. Three days had passed and Tonto hadn't returned. Where had he been sent? It was but one of a hundred questions for which there seemed to be no answers. And suddenly... A silver lengthened his stride across a broad slope that was dotted with tiny fir trees. The masked man sighted a figure crouched behind an overhanging rock. He reined up quickly. Oh, Silver, oh boy, steady. Who? Steady, big fella. Now, wait here, Silver. I'll be right back. Well, Brad, maybe we can continue our conversation now. What? You? I, I didn't see you come up. Well, this is an odd place to be digging with a shovel, Brad. What's the idea? Oh, nothing much. Well, you can tell me. Well, I... All right. I haven't been able to do anything alone, so I might as well tell you. What is it? Maybe I've been trying to be too smart, but... Well, I don't like R.C. Coleman. And what does that mean? He owns a gold mine. A lot bigger gold mine than it appears to be. Coleman's a rancher, too, isn't he? Yes. But about a month ago, I hit upon the theory that all this rustling here in Rainbow Valley... was for the purpose of driving all the ranchers out of here. Why? Because of the gold. The gold's on Chimney Range, isn't it? That's what I thought for a long time. Until I started digging. Now I know the answer. What? There's gold here, too. Gold in every inch of this valley. It's placer stuff and the roots down. Does that prove anything against Colvin? Well, no, it doesn't. But I've tested every spread in the valley. The richest one I found belongs to Frank Clemens. Or it did before he was killed. I see. Do you have any idea who killed Clemens? Colvin was there. But there was a lot of confusion. Could have been anyone. You may be on the right track, Brad. But we'll have to prove it. We... You mean you'll help? That's why I'm here. Now... Wait, wait. There's someone over there behind that draw. I just saw the move. Where? Right there! Tie! Wait, Brad. That's a friend of mine. Tie! I don't understand. He'll be over here in a minute. Tonto! Tonto trailed you a long time. Tonto, this is Brad Wilson. I'm sorry I shot at you. Oh, that all right. Tell me, 
Did the sheriff ship you out of town, the boxcar? Uh, but me not leave town. What do you mean? Sheriff put Tonto and other men in big car, then locked door. Iron horse move car. After a long time, door open. The sheriff opened the door? Uh, Where were you? In heap big cave in mountain. Cave run through mountain. Other end over border. A cave that runs clear through the range? Uh, then that's the way the rustlers have handled the cattle. Uh, plenty cattle up there. Alive? No. Men kill them, fix them, fix them up. Put in cars. A regular slaughterhouse in a cave. No wonder there's no way to trace missing cattle. Did you see Colvin in that cave? Uh, Counter not known. Where's your horse, Tonto? A scout waited bottom of a hill. We'll ride back to the Clemens Ranch. Uh, Brad, you meet us there. What do we do? I don't know yet. But round up as many of the ranchers as you can. I'll have them all there inside of an hour. Good. Come on, Tonto. Not here, Brad. Not here? The house has been ransacked. I don't know why, but I can guess. Colvin. Maybe. We can't be sure. That's proof enough for me. He's taken Barbara because he was afraid you and I had found him out. If it's Colvin that's behind all this, why don't this engine show us where the cave is and we'll run him down? Yes, no, no, wait. Colvin can't run something like that alone. He must have a large crew working for him. That's right. And plenty of men in cave. We wouldn't stand a chance that way. Let's try it anyway. No, wait, Listen. Tonto and I were arrested. The sheriff said he shipped all of his prisoners out of town. Obviously, all of his prisoners are shipped to Colvin's cave, just as Tonto was. Now, that's our way to get in. Just as darkness descended over Bristow that evening, a freight train ground to a stop at the edge of town. From the surrounding shadows, a large group of men moved toward it. They were led by a tall figure who wore a black mask. I'll find the car that's locked. We'll probably have some other men, prisoners that the sheriff's been collecting for the last three days. Here it is. The door's locked. That's easy. A bullet will fix that. There now. Slide it open. Hey, what is this? You've got some new passengers. Come on, boys. Climb in. Come on, climb. Better pull the door, Sam. We want our arrival at Colvin Slaughterhouse to be a surprise. boxcar filled with ranchers bent upon avenging the wrongs that had been forced on them moved off into the night. It jolted along for a short distance, then stopped. All right, men. Remember now, no shooting unless it's necessary. Get ready to jump when they open the door. Say, what the... There's Barbara. Where? On the other side. I'll get her. Oh, no, you won't shoot. Put up your hands, Colvin. Are you middling out? Oh. You're not hurt, Colvin. I just shot your gun away. Put up your hands. Barbara. Oh, Brad. He's got them all tied up. How about Colvin? He's waiting for you. You can't do this to me. I'll... I'll... You spent several years in jail thinking it over, Colvin. There's a good chance you'll hang. Hang? Why, I... I investigated the accident that caused the death of John Barton. I don't know what you're talking about. Brad, you can take care of all these prisoners, can't you? Sure we can. Our own sheriff is one of them, so we'll take them over to the next county. Good. Hello. Uh, me here. Here's Silver. Good evening, not necessary to wish you and Barbara luck, Brad, because I know you'll have lots of it. Yes, thanks to you. Come on, Silver. Get him up. Come. Hey, you hear that? He called his horse Silver. Why, I know who he is. <laughs> I've known it for days. He's the Lone Ranger. Silver, <laughs> 
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. 